Hello and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I am Jordan, with me is Luke. How are you, Luke? I am well. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show. We're here. Yahoo! You know, okay, so maybe I should save this. I'm going to save this for like a watching slash playing kind of thing, which this just... tease. It fits in so poorly, but I I've got I've got stuff I need to I need to say, and it it doesn't really fit. It doesn't <laughs> fit anywhere, but I don't really want to do it at the top of the show. I I don't know. How how are you doing today? How 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 is Luke? You can't complain. It's that those couple days between my son's birthday and my father's birthday. Wow. So my dad's birthday is tomorrow, and my son's birthday was yesterday. Oh my gosh! Wait, Happy what day birthday, is today? Andy. Tuesday. Yeah, today's That's Tuesday. Right. <laughs> Not a couple days. The one day between their two birthdays. You officially have a two-year-old. It, it, I do. At yep. which point did he? Are Are you comfortable saying that your son is no longer a baby? I don't know. I think it's an emotional thing, isn't it? It's like I want him to still be a baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like I lo- I love him growing up, but it's also like. No, I still want you to be my, my little boy. Yeah, little boy is different from little baby. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely close. He's definitely close. Well, he technically, went... he's a toddler, right? So I think so. That is a different category. So. Right. I think two-year-olds, like, it's toddler time. But I don't know. Like, when I was over there... I feel there... like if he's not an infant, he's not a baby, right? So... Right, and and infant is like the first year. I mean, and that lines is that up. Right? Is it the whole year? I thought so. Yeah, it was years? like is a newborn. You're a newborn for like the first couple, like first like month or so, and then you're an okay. infant for that year. And like honestly, like being around Indy and him like running around, that was when I was like, he is a little man, a little boy, running with pants on, just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not lying. It's true. Yeah, I was like, oh. He's definitely, he's definitely got pants on sometimes. But yeah, I mean, when I've seen him. He, he could care less about pants. He's definitely at that age. It's like, just just let me go. I don't care. Naked, pants, diaper, whatever. Just let me be free. Just, just let, let me, me run. Just let me go. <laughs> it's, it's one of the beauties of this age is just the carelessness and just the willingness to explore and do anything and just yeah it's so fun right your pride has not yet developed in a way where you are ashamed yeah of your nudity it's coming i can see it's coming should i be naked <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah i was telling you at the beginning of the, before the podcast is uh, our daughter is finally starting to not finally i'd say she's doing good she's you know at a really yeah. early age and we started mm-hmm. sleep training, and only a few days into it, it just really took. And she's been sleeping yeah. through the night for the last four or five days. And oh my god, it feels like it's so much better for them too. Like it's better oh, for yeah. you guys, obviously, but it just feels like she just got that time to develop. You know, when she's asleep, like the sleep time is obviously it's so much more important than the awake time at this stage. Right, for her to just be asleep, I can't even sleep that yeah. long, and so for her to it's just. Like, I feel like so much is grown and built like in the body when, when there's that full rest. I know I don't get enough of it, so right. I haven't grown in years. 
<laughs> no, yeah. It's it's all backwards from here, right? Yep. Yep. It's like I'm going a little bit into my old ways. I'll like uh for the first time in a long time, I like had the confidence to stay up all night. Not all night, come on. Stay up late. <laughs> all night. Yeah, no, I'm not not doing that. I'm I don't know what it would take for me to do that. But uh oh, gosh. stay up late playing a game which i haven't done in a long time i just felt like if i stay up late and play this game i i could be like okay well now i can go to sleep but who knows what's gonna happen maybe she's gonna wake up and i'm gonna have a thing to deal with but now it's like you know what i'm pretty confident that she'll just sleep so yeah that's awesome it's a big step yeah i'm loving it baby i'm free um but anyways uh we got some stuff, some stuff to talk about, some big, uh, big DC news for sure to talk about. But Luke, are, are you excited about E3? E3 is coming. You excited? You know, I, I honestly had sat down and was like thinking, trying to think of like, there's all these festivals and everything every year. And I always mean to go to one. And I was thinking about trying to go to one this year. And yeah, I guess I've got one that I can <laughs> ax off the list. Right. It's crazy. I mean, this just is... what a turning of the tide. I mean, it was so obvious that it was coming, you know? Right. And yet, when it happens, it's still, it's a letdown. Yeah, I, I, I love the whole thing where you just sit down. There's like a week of just all sorts of stuff going on. You got all these conferences, and it's just been yep. diminishing and diminishing and diminishing year by year. Like, there'll be a year up. You know, now Sony's not doing it. Now, you know, Microsoft's not doing it. And, you know, well, now actually, no, they they did it throughout all of it. Them and Nintendo. Sony dropped off. Nintendo always had their uh, presentation. And now nobody. It's it's crazy. It's weird that, like, they seemed like they had one year without it. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know what? No, we're not coming back. Yeah. I, I don't know what goes into it. So I just know I'm disappointed. <laughs> I think my guess would be if a lot of people may not be following, but they're recently, I want to say the numbers, it's either two or 400,000 people have been fired, let go from tech companies in Silicon Valley over the last like month. Yeah. Including Amazon, Google. I heard somebody say on one of my podcasts that Amazon had doubled their employee count during COVID. Um, and yeah, I don't know what the number is for Google, but it was substantial increase for Google as well. And now the last number I heard was 6% of their workforce, Hmm. which I think was 12,000, but it may have been more, which is an incredible number of people. Hmm. Um, but yeah, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people have been fired recently from these tech companies. They said that collectively over the COVID time period, these tech companies made over a trillion dollars in increased revenue as a result of all the people going home and laptops and zoom and, you know, all the stuff that came with trying to be disconnected. Um, well, trying to connect while being disconnected. (laughs) That makes sense. Um, so, I mean, it makes sense that, you know, these are obviously very tech centric companies, uh, Microsoft, well, Microsoft and Sony probably equally. <laughs> Nintendo, obviously, but Nintendo is yeah. almost more of a more more artistic, I would say, on that side. But but obviously, everything there's like a singular 
entity, yeah. whereas Microsoft is like a million different things, and Sony's several different things, and Nintendo. Yeah, I just, just I feel like, yeah, absolutely. But I do feel like Nintendo's just a little bit different. It's in Japan, yeah. uh, which you know Sony is, but Sony has offices everywhere. They're just a massive company. Right. But Nintendo's specifically like a very Japan-centric company, and so with that, you know, comes I think a lot of different hiring practices from a larger company like Sony and Microsoft. Anyways, I think people understand. There's just a little bit different to Nintendo, but right. specifically Microsoft, you know, let's take that exactly as, you know, they were the last bastion of big studios or, you know, at least con- console manufacturing studios that were at E3. And, and obviously now that they've bought so many companies, a lot of those companies, I'm assuming, will not be there as well. I guess. Right. I didn't read all the articles, but I can only assume that that's part of it. I, have you read anything about that? Bethesda? I haven't read anything else. Is like I, I, but I assume, yeah, Bethesda's not going to be there. You know, it's like I, I would, no, there, there, I, which is another big blow to it. I mean, that's absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. like what, what are the everyone? What's everyone going to have left to draw them to? We're going to have like Ubisoft, EA, yeah. and yeah. Square, or is that is that like it? I mean, what, what are we doing? Uh, are they going to be there? Capcom, yeah. Are they going to do it at all? Even are, gonna do it. No. are they going to do it? Are they going? Is E3 just going to get embarrassed and go home? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I, I just it thought about like this. It could be a possibility. Call me a dumb dumb, but I think your mic is not plugged in, Luke. I, I don't know why oh, I'm reeling. Like, like right. this. We we like talked uh, like for about <laughs> like thirty minutes prior to the show, and now we're ten minutes into the show, and I'm like, oh wait a minute. Your mic's not. Well, at least in. I have the newer MacBook, so it's a little better. Right, right. It, it, that's the thing. It didn't sound too bad, so I was kind of just like. Hold on hmm. for increased increased clarity. <laughs> Loading increased clarity. Here we go. Hello. Hello. There, there it is. There she is. There she blows. Welcome to Dolby Atmos. <laughs> Do you remember the? Uh, THX, the THX intro or whatever. Yeah. Like I always that love that. Years. That's probably the best one of all of them. It's really good. Dolby there, one was good too. But the Dolby yeah. one that's around now is pretty crazy. It's like Yeah. <laughs> Listen to it above you. And it's like way louder than the movie's ever going to be. And so it's like, oh, that's like when I like shuffle for the remote to try to turn it down real quick because the Dolby. <laughs> I remember, I'll always remember in the uh, Looney, uh, Tiny Toons, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, they spoofed, they, they did a spoof of that where like it was so loud. People were like flying back in the theater with they're like, oh my God, it's the sound system promo. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> love it. Anywho, uh, shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Let's do it. Right, what have you been you... listening to, Jordan? Well, okay. So this is what I was gonna. <laughs> this Uh-oh. is what I was gonna talk about. Here we go. This isn't movie. This isn't like a podcast. This isn't a, a, a band or anything like that. This is irrelevant to anything. I, I but wrote here down I a band. I'll <laughs> I'll do a quick drop. But so I mentioned this several episodes ago. That's like I don't know. I'm the last horse to cross the finish line on this one. But. Um, <laughs> Like the Beatles, the Beatles. No, no. Like YouTube Shorts and like Reels and crap like that. You know, I I didn't really do it. I didn't really do any of that. I didn't really mess around with any of that. But recently, I have, and it scares me. 
it scares me. Okay, so as soon as it's like I'll, I'll get sick of I'll get really into something and I'll like watch a lot of clips about one thing and then I'll just not. Then I'll watch something else a little bit more and I'll watch that entire clip and it knows. It's like, oh, you're like more <laughs> cooking crap now. Yeah. Oh, you like food review oh, yeah. stuff now. Okay, so we'll do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, for some whatever reason, you're listening to crap about the pyramids of Giza. Here's <laughs> a lot of crap about that. It's it's weird. It's weird. Oh man, I I, I need. I don't know. Like I see. I see. So where it. is this journey leading us, Jordan? A dark, dark road. <laughs> I don't know. It, dark it's like corners of YouTube. See what I what I don't like sometimes though. I, I so it's like nice that it's short, but it's like it is the most like ADD kind of thing where yeah. I'm just like sitting there just scrolling and scrolling and I'm noticing it the most because a lot of times I'll put a video on when I'm like cooking or something and then I, I'll like think oh I'll just put this on and I'm like wait I can't because I'll be constantly having and then like I'll get stuck yeah. doing something and just one I wish you had repeat. a button where you could say algorithm off right or just the same going. thing with like watching indies like children's videos it's like I don't need that surface more like I know what I'm gonna want put on for him. So like don't yeah. don't send me a bunch of stuff. Send it about the other things I watch, not the things that are for you know, anyone under ten. Like Right. I don't care about that. Like, okay, so I love YouTube. That's the thing. Like, I, I really do like YouTube a lot. Just the fact that you're able to like, there's so many creators and it's great. There's an oversaturation, yeah. sure, but the fact that I any topic that I'm interested in, I could pretty much look for a video and there's gonna be something decently produced. <laughs> that's uh, that's gonna be available about that topic or whatever. You I've know, talked what, about it before. I think I love the YouTube content. I don't love the platform. Right, that's I think where that's I'm fair. At with YouTube, that's fair. There's so much great content, but I don't love how it's handled. That's what I said. That's why I kind of made it from like definitely like I'm not a creator on YouTube. I would say more, way more of like a consumer there. But like I've heard, there's terrible, terrible things, terrible business decisions they make, and so that 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 sucks. But it's crazy that we're just at this place where like picking your content is. Just in, it's insane. We we live in such a crazy time because like streaming's one thing, but then you have YouTube where just like sky's the limit, man. I don't know as long as yep. it's reasonably appropriate. <laughs> the sky's the limit. Yep, <laughs> it's wild. I've been listening to uh, Rustin Kelly who put out a new single, gearing up, I suppose, for his new album. It's called The Weakness. I like Rustin Kelly. Yeah. It's like uh, <laughs> that's the song I had as well. Are you kidding me? Wow, how about that? No, that's what I was going to talk about. It's Sweet. really good. It's really good. <laughs> I like his writing. I like his voice. Yep. I like yeah. his stuff. That's, a, that's an excellent song. Yeah. Everyone just listen to Rustin Kelly and then come back. Right. And, and like, if you listen to it in a second, like, if you don't like country... Just give it a give it a minute. Just give it a minute. That's what that's what I'll say because there's like there's some element of him which doesn't make him fit easily into country. And I wouldn't really even I, I don't even think of him as country. Even though I like they're, the more I've listened to him, the more the further I feel like he's gotten from country, honestly. Yeah, he's less and less country as time goes goes forward with Especially his, this song. No, yeah, that this song especially. It's a lot more indie. Um yeah, for, very for indie. sure. But 
Yeah, it's like I'm not a big country person, but like there's something about that swagger that he has. He's had such a good, powerful voice. Yeah. Raspy, but it's it's a like, good artist. It's good stuff. Yeah. Indeed. You got anything else, Luke? Did I did I steal your steal your man? No, I just I was listening to the song earlier today and was just like, wow, this mm. is this is what I like in music here. Yeah. Yeah. I hear these songs and then I'll listen to them like 30 times yeah. until I'm sick of them and then right. I'm like, move on to the next one. I listen to it for 30 times. Spotify has a way of like feeding you what you're eating. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're listening yep. to this a lot, it's going to be the first thing you see when you open the app yep. and you'll just be like, yeah, I do yep. want to listen to that again. <laughs> Discover Weekly, some of the stuff is not exactly up my alley, but I can see why they give it to me, but then... I'll find some some real diamonds in there that, yeah. I love it. I love their discovery thing. It's not perfect, but it's pretty darn good. It's a good. It's a good. Um, you know, I haven't been watching a terrible amount. I mean, like, uh, we started. Amber and I started uh, the Banshees of Inishirin. We're gonna have to finish it this weekend. So far, I'm into it. It's so like the interesting thing about it. It's um, we're halfway through it. It's uh, so far low key, but not in like a traditional boring Oscar movies kind of way. Not like, a, um, my God, what's that movie? The Power of the Dog. It's not like that one that let's just kind of. It's kind of funny. Like it's actually a kind of funny movie, just because just the premise is hilarious. So far, it's I'm an I'm an, I'm an hour in. Nothing crazy's happened. It's just a friendship that's in dispute between these two guys in this small <laughs> island in, in in Ireland. And it's just like, a, I don't know if I want to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> and that's it <laughs> so far. And it's kind of charming in a way. Colin Farrell's really good in it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it looks likable. He's like a likable dum-dum. But uh, it's very Irish. I'm one watching it with the subtitles on <laughs> actually because <laughs> there's a lot of like irishness shines through right um but i'll i'll finish it this weekend we we were having trouble with it because you know amber, we were amber and i were watching it together but amber's getting very tired she's you know just yeah. but anyhow we'll finish it this weekend <laughs> when uh we'll have a little bit more free time but i've been playing some stuff you know i've been uh continuing with um with a hi-fi rush, I'm trying to be more, um, more, uh, more principled here, a little bit more disciplined in the, uh, the games that I'll play. You know, I, I mentioned that it's like, it's hard for me to like focus with all these games that I really want to play, but I'm like, okay, Jordan, buckle the freak down and just play the game. You know, you know, you need to play. And so I've been playing a, a lot more God of War. And how it was with Hi-Fi Rush is, like, it's very, like, easy to know when to put the controller down because, like, there'll be, like, a, a, they're almost, like, stages because you you are basically fighting these uh, these corporate bosses one by one. And so after you beat the boss, you go back to the hideout. And that's an easy point to be like, okay, put down the controller. Now I'm going to pick it up again, go through another one. And so I've done a couple of them in the game. That game is so good. I, I just... 
That game's so good. Hi-Fi Rush is just fan-freaking-tastic, and I'm so happy it's with awesome. it. It's awesome. Glad you're um, loving it. Yeah, I'm loving it. Um, I'm just constantly impressed by it. Um, God of War. Um, so, <laughs> funny thing that is, was all right. Yeah, you know, the, the funny thing is, <laughs> it's like I'll, playing it for like few hours in, like five hours in at the at the point where I was a few weeks ago, I was like, you know what? This is good. This is, you know, very much more of that great game that came before it. That quality is still here. But for whatever reason, I wasn't really feeling like super like pulled into in a way where I was in the first one where I'm like, I got to keep going. Um. And so I was kind of like, I felt like going through the motions a little bit in like the first four hours of the game where I'm like, this is clearly great. This is great. This is a great game, but for whatever reason, I'm not super pulled in. Uh, yeah, never mind. I, I really am now. It took a bit. It took like that first five hours and then a few things needed to happen. Like, cause there, there's a, there's a weird thing. I have a criticism of, this kind of applies to the first God of War too. I think that the, both these games are insane, insanely good. And so it's weird for me to talk about criticism up at the top, but here's my criticism. Sometimes this is a very much a game where you're just on a journey, you're doing stuff. And, and sometimes I'll be in a place where I'm like thinking of the story and I'm like, what am I doing here? What, why are we here? Why are we in this realm? Mm-hmm. And I'll, and it's and it, sometimes it's very like, Oh, we got to get this one piece, one thing or one bit of information or something like that. I don't know. It's something sounds very like feels very inconsequential compared to all the crap you're going through. But, um, this one, I feel like at this point in the game, it really is focused up where I'm just like, uh, and I'm not that far into it. I'm like, you know, I, I, I think at about the seven hour point, it like really focused up. It started really offering things that like, I'm like, okay, this is really pushing the story forward. I feel like I'm really doing new things and this game is really carving out new ground because whereas the first four or five hours, I'm like, okay, this is great, but it's just more, you know what I mean? It's just more mm-hmm. of that good stuff from yeah. the first one where I'm kind of looking for it to like kind of push the boundaries and it definitely does. And it, like, if you're out there and you're thinking about playing the game, and if you played the game or started it, give give it time. Not even a lot of time. Seriously, like five hours in. After that, it's like, okay, oh boy, now we're doing stuff I'm really interested in. This is cool. And holy crap, that moment was awesome. Like stuff like that, where I'm very very happy with it right now, and um, I'm having a great time with it. The best thing about these games, I think the combat's fantastic, by the way. The combat's amazing. It's got it's deeper than it was. It's given gives you a lot of options. You feel really in control and you have a lot of good challenge and it's really good. But my favorite personal favorite thing about these games is the writing. I think the writing is fantastic. So I don't do this in a lot of games. You know when like a game you're like you're in a cutscene and then like you're kind of cut loose and it's like, okay, now you can do the mission mm-hmm. or walk away or do whatever you want at that point. But sometimes yeah. in the games, the characters which you leave will continue to talk or they'll talk at <laughs> you or something like that. A lot of times in games, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just kind of leave sometimes, depending on the games. But in this game, I will sit there. I'll just stand there 
because like the writing and the acting is so good. I'm interested in what they're saying. I feel like they're adding to the characters. I feel like they're adding to the lore and the story and everything. And so I'll just sit there and like watch these two characters talk and then they'll talk at me. And if I see a character over there, I'll like go over to their vicinity and they'll like start automatically just kind of like talking to me like, okay, you know what you're doing is wrong or something like that. And they just start a conversation. And I'm like, this writing is just so good. And it yep. just continues to be good. And they'll add these elements of drama that I'm like, yeah, I want to see how this plays out. This is an interesting dynamic. And yeah, it's fan-freaking-tastic. It's, yeah, it, it deserves all the praise it's getting from where I'm at. I haven't finished the game yet. For all I know, I'm going to hate this ending. But from where I'm standing, this is just mwah. more playable characters than I expected. When I say that, I mean one more other playable character <laughs> expected <laughs> and you know right you know when you have a game and it like it adds a playable character a lot of times i'm like eh. you know I'm, I'm more apprehensive when it comes to that because i'm like eh, what if he's not as good as that person what if he's not right. as good as kratos but it, right. it's atreus it's not a big halo. spoiler halo and, freaking did that freaking halo. and it wasn't as good right exactly freaking lock sucked Right, if it's Halo like five. if it's either like I don't want to be this character crap. or I don't want to be in this environment yep. or whatever the case may be, and I feel like ripped away, and I'm just anxious to get back to the where I want to get back to. But you play as Atreus through a lot of this game. I was surprised, and it's really, really good. One, he plays really well. He plays a lot different than Kratos does, and is a lot of fun to play as. And the story takes him. It's not just like, oh, switch over to Atreus, even though they're always together. No, they'll he like they'll split off for reasons. And the things that he's doing are really interesting. And you're like, whoa, this stuff is I'm actually, you know, really interested in this story continuing too. And then when it gets back to Kratos, I'm like, it's like a a different thing's going on. And I was like, this is just it's it's really good. And I'm uh I'm happy that I'm at this place because getting into it, I'm just like, I'm constantly feel like I'm getting pulled away from Ragnarok. But my whole thing is I want to finish Ragnarok before freaking Hogwarts Legacy comes out because I feel like Hogwarts Legacy is going to be a game that I, I am able to kind of go back and forth into because like God of War is hard to put down because it does that whole one shot thing with this continuous yeah. one shot thing yeah. where it never feels like for me, at least yeah. there's a good, a great stopping point. And so when you play it, you kind of just have to freaking play it. It's not a game where I'm like, I'll play a few hours of this and I'll go play persona four and then I'll go play hi-fi rush. And then I'll go over here. You know, no, you just got to kind of buckle down and freaking play it because it's, it's, it's so much like a movie in that way. Um, to where it feels like it's hard to find a natural stopping point. It would be easy if I came back a right. month later and like I pop up. Seems like that kind of game. It really is. And yeah. I'd be like, what the f am I? What am I doing? What am I? Yeah. What am I doing here? And so, yeah. Now it is when you jump back into Red Dead. Oh my God! Like, wait, what? Absolutely. What was Story's I doing? So confusing. I'm in the middle of a field and then I'm talking to someone. I'm like, what are we doing? Wait. And we're like, I'm holding someone up. I'm like, wait, what is this? Yeah. Red Dead's the worst too, because it's like a hundred hour story. Good so it's hard to not jump back in. Right. I'll be done with this soon. I, I anticipate I might be done with it by uh, the next episode. I'm going to 
play a lot probably this weekend. I'm 15 hours into it. I think it's about a 25-hour game, which is really generous for this type of game because it's so polished and yeah. so, uh, I don't know. It's just there's so much that goes into this. It's crazy. And the 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 visuals the the writing the artistry the combat and just the different scenarios you're put in it, it is a triple triple a game and it, for it to be 25 or however many hours that's pretty uh it's pretty big i think um that that's uh that that's what i got that that's all i'm, I'm watching us playing just a couple things how about you um not a whole lot this week. Um, we started up the sequel, follow-up, I don't know. But it's that 90s show, which is the <laughs> continuation of the story that was kind of told in the 70s show. Really, I mean, I don't know. It's continuation of a story. I mean, who really knows what the story of that 70s show is? But, right. you know, it, it's really a picking up of the theme and and many many of the actors and actresses that were in that 70s show and you know this show you know overall it's it's fine it's it's definitely very much a popcorn show that you just tune into if you just want to watch something that's kind of funny and you know sitcommy and mm-hmm. but uh i i do have to say like just on the positive side of my review of this show is just it did an amazing job of just making it feel like it's a continuation of that 70s show, even though it's so, so removed now from, you know, any of the production of that old show. And yet it looks really good. Like it looks very accurate. You know, they, they've they've recreated the house and the basement very well. And they, they've gotten many, many people, like I said, to return. I, there's only one actor I can think of that didn't come back for this show so far. And, you know, there's there may be some smaller side characters, but... So far, I think we've watched four or five episodes, and I think everyone except that one character that I can think of, and I think I think he was arrested or something like. Ooh, Hyde. Um, oh, Hyde. He was okay. arrested like at some point, or I, I don't really know what his status is at this point. But, right, uh, so he's not really acting. Yeah, much. I think he had some legal trouble, but uh, Topher Grace kind of starts it off by like introducing his daughter, who ends up being like the main character, Leia. And, they really harp on like his love of Star Wars and ah, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's fun and you know of course Red and and Kitty are still still there in the house and they welcome the grand grand well, granddaughter and then ends up being other children of other people you would know from the show and nice you know I don't know how much I should <laughs> tiptoe like around a legacy like, sequel, how much is it yeah. really a, a spoiler right right but, it's a sitcom <laughs> but anyways it's just. It's 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 fun. I mean, I excuse me, a little cough there. Um, cough button, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's just um, it's fun. It's a fun show. Um, I I would recommend it. It's Netflix. Pop it on. You know, doesn't cost you more than continuing your membership. So, you know, it's all right. Uh, I just I, it's I all, like all right. Yeah, I mean, I I like the style <laughs> that they've done. I, I like the way it's filmed. But you know, it is what it is. So yeah, <laughs> they did a good job for what the, what it was. Um, I got to watch the first episode of The Last of Us. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's it's really good. I'm I'm excited to watch more. I 
I do wonder, it feels like the intro tiptoed around how like intense <laughs> the monsters and stuff are going to be later. Um, and I know it's, it's straight from the video game and all that, but you know, I have to look at this as, mm-hmm. as the way I'm seeing it Yeah, that's <laughs> as, what as I'm a interested TV in. show. So, um, so I, I don't know how, how intense, how graphic, whatever they're going to be. Um, cause I, you know, I, I don't mind some of that stuff, but, uh, you know, we'll see the clickers I know are, are kind of intense. So yeah, they're scary, but it is, it's very high quality and I, I, I really enjoy the acting and so far I really like it. I, um, I fell asleep at the end, but that that's no fault of the show. It just was, it was just me having done a lot that day and just tired. Yeah. But yeah, I I look forward to. I see IGN has now given the third episode a ten. So I saw that. Yeah, makes me want to watch more of that show. I actually, this is changing subjects. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm transitioning in like it's part of that. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed that. Really good. I'm excited. Um, I started. Like literally, it turned on, and then it was like it's two and a half hours. I don't want to watch it. The ah. the all quiet on the Western Front. So, I'm going to watch it. I just I have got to pick my time when I want to right. spend two and a half hours watching a probably pretty intense war war movie, <laughs> which I love. I mean, that's yeah. right up my alley. But uh, but yeah, it's just a lot of time to spend. You get home and it's like nine thirty, ten o'clock or something before you sit down to watch something. It's like. Well, it's kind of late for two and a half hours. So no kidding, yeah. yeah. And you just went I'll online, get to it. <laughs> and then I will say, like going back to the Last of Us thing, it is amazing, Neil Druckmann. You know, I just want to like spend a second to just commend him because, you know, I mean, I I do, I do I do believe that a writer is a writer is a writer, and whether you're writing for a video game or a movie or a book or a kid's story. Like if you're a good writer, it doesn't matter. Your medium doesn't matter. You know, you can tell a story like you could sit down with a writer, I believe, and they could tell you an amazing story off the top of their head just because they're a good writer. And, and Neil Druckmann comes off as someone like that for him to create. And I, and I know I'm sure he has a team team working behind him, but his name's on there. So he's the one I can talk about. And I just, you know, I've only gotten to kind of, be on the edge of the last of us and uncharted and all these like great tales he's told. But, um, the big thing that just impresses me is to make that transition from doing all these video games. Is he the head of the studio there at naughty dog? I don't know. I, I, I don't believe he is, but I know he has a high position there. I don't know what it is specifically though. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I just, I want to commend him, you know, I, Lord knows if this would ever get to him. Probably not. But it's just, I think, you know, as consumers of content, it's something to see a creative like this. We're going to talk about James Gunn in the future, in, in the in the future part of this podcast, <laughs> in the right. latter part of this podcast. And I think he's another one, you know, that we can kind of say these same kind of things about. But Neil has, he's done something not a lot of people have done successfully and done it at such a high level at least you know according to these reviews i've only watched the first episode and i mean it just it seems like it's an hour and a half it just seems like the beginning of an amazing movie (laughs) you know if you wanted to make a two and a half hour movie it would be indistinguishable from what i watched on hbo you know it's just it's of that good a quality it doesn't look like tv show it looks like top tier you know triple a hollywood content um with the full budget behind it and 
it's it's stunning. It's stunning to see someone take a video game, which which rightfully so. I mean, the video game was basically written like a show, so it had yeah. that going for it already. But still, it's still a very big accomplishment. I mean, Halo to me is something that should work on film, and yet no one has been able to make it work. It's it's a video game that is very much story driven, and then secondary, it has great gameplay, and yet nobody's made it work. Um, and and maybe they maybe it's because Microsoft or you know three four three Bungie has never had a Neil Druckmann. It, it could be as simple as that. Um, yeah. Sometimes a, a creative mind that knows how to organize people and thoughts and you know just get all the bits working together um sometimes that's all it takes and anyways long rant about neil Druckmann. short i just you know well done sir i i i salute you um i i just i wonder what his future looks like you know um i i just i wonder if he will stay with naughty dog i i don't know i, I can see with Hollywood as hot as it is and as much content that's being made, someone yeah. who does something like this, he could be at the head of a of a movie studio or something, if that's what he wants to do, obviously. Uh, just it seems like he's he's gone from being like top tier talent in the video game industry to being a top name in all of media. So it's interesting. I I I, I think it's a story to watch. Yeah, and I think like just to jump off the back of the success of this show it does seem like it is kind of like a watershed moment for for video game adaptations. We've been like building almost building up to it, I feel like, with things being better than people expected and things being good, you know, and I, this to get to this level, I mean, Arcane came out, but Arcane is almost a different thing because it's 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 of course playing in the world of League of Legends, but League of Legends isn't yeah. It's not that kind of game where it's like there's this. Yeah. It, it's not that kind of game, which it, it feels like they've really taken that lore and ran with it and came out with something amazing. But as an adaptation, Last of Us is just like knocking it out of the park with one, it's critical reception and it's a viewership. The fact that it's going up each episode. I haven't yeah. seen any, we haven't seen the likes of it yet when it comes to video game adaptation. I don't think so. Yeah, we, yeah I don't I think mean, so. It's a holy crap kind of moment where and yeah, the, the fact that Neil Druckmann, you know, the the uh, writer behind the game and stuff like that is behind that is something unique as well. You know, like that so much of the creative mind of the game is also driving the uh, yeah it, that to have that crossover. It's also a unique situation. Yeah, which you have to think is the reason it's doing so well. You have to. I would like to think at that. This yeah. Point. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The only I was I was trying to think like if there's anything to compare it to, but the only times I can think of it went the other way. It's a movie, and then it becomes a game. Um, yeah. What Butcher Bay is the only one I can think of, like yeah. Riddick. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's smaller, and you know, it was it was 20 years ago, but successful highly praised video game that you know was off of a movie that i really enjoyed <laughs> right anyways yeah there's other examples but that was just one that came to Put mind your bay, baby but that's the other way it, it's it's much harder to go game to movie yeah much much harder just ends up being cheesy i feel like a lot of times a lot of times like 
sometimes I'll watch even like games I love and there'll be like something where you feel like it would be an easy win. Like sometimes there'll be a a video game to anime adaptation and you think like a lot of times, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. No, like I know I love Persona 5. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Watching the anime, like because they made like an anime version of the of of that story, and it feels cheesy. Like they'll do things where it's like they'll do things straight out of the game. And I'm like, that's so cheeseball. It, it's it's not easy to do. Yeah, it's not. Um, one last thing, just yeah. kind of silly, honestly, is we watched the Jennifer Lopez shotgun wedding, uh, featuring Josh Duhamel and Lenny mm-hmm. Kravitz. Um, oh, Lenny Kravitz. This is an Amazon, yeah, Lenny Kravitz is the the baddie. He's the um, baddie? That movie, that oh, movie has a baddie? That. That's a complete spoiler. Oh, That's my bad. Oh, that is my bad. I should not have said that. Is it like it's a... not revealed till like the end. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this movie's not that great, so it really doesn't matter. Right. Um, it's fine. You know, it's Jennifer Lopez getting married again, but with guns. And... Uh, I don't know. Serious? I thought when I saw the trailer, it was. You haven't even seen the trailer for this. I don't know anything about it. I, so I know of it. It's a destination but I don't know wedding in Bali. Um, Jennifer Lopez, Josh Duhamel getting married, and these pirates come onto the island, and then you know they get held hostage, and then oh, the Jennifer Lopez and Josh Duhamel are off like somewhere talking when it happens. So they're like working in the background trying to rescue their family and extended friends and family and all that. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a rom-com kind of thing. Um, rom-com action, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not even that romantic, really. It's more just a action comedy, I guess. It's not even... Anyways, yeah, it's fine. You know, that's fine. Is that J-Lo's new thing? To be, like, in a I movie know. that's... Sur- I know. It's like, just marry me? Yeah, right? marry me, and marry now... Me. <laughs> it, it, okay. <laughs> just marriage... The thirty other movies that she's done when she gets married, isn't she in a uh, monster? Uh, wait, Monster in Law? No, the one where yeah, she's, I yeah, think she is a monster. So how many movies surrounding yep, her she's getting in married? Second act where she gets divorced. She's in Maiden <laughs> Manhattan where oh she gets married. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's see. I'm looking through it all. Eat this, Julia Roberts. <laughs> Got nothing on her. Runaway she's bride done so many where she's gotten married. My best friend's wedding? Nope. You got way more than that, J-Lo. I want to see her producer credits. I want to see her acting. She has producer credits? I guess I'm not surprised. She's talented enough. I hate the way this stupid thing works. IMDb? Yeah. It's like you have to eliminate what you don't want to see. It's like, no, I want to click on what I do want to see. <laughs> She's done so much. She's done a lot. There's like so many, um, so many music videos that it like it gums up the things. <laughs> like I just want to see movies. She acted in the, the uh, Geely. I'm right? real with the with Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. Yeah, Geely. <laughs> the disgrace. Monster in law. You're right. It's good Monster memory. Thank you. Thank you. I don't think I've ever girl. seen Monster in law. <laughs> Jersey, Jersey Girl, Girl made in Manhattan, Angel Eyes, The Wedding Planner. Oh, Hello. that's right. I forgot about The Wedding Planner. Yeah. <laughs> Probably her most well-known movie. And yeah. On it. <laughs> of course, she was a voice in Ants. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's right. People remember her from, right? <laughs> of course. Yeah. 
Uh, she was in In Living Color. Really? For 62 episodes. Stick what? Wow. She was like a regular, like... one to 93. She was wow. Fly Girl. <laughs> wow, I did not know this about about her. That's crazy. Anyways, see it, don't see it. Don't nope, care. nope, let's keep going. This is the Jennifer Lopez <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> no. Check on It's fine. What was it on? Amazon. Okay. Alrighty then. Well. Now to the main event. Ding, ding, ding. So yeah, I didn't really expect this, but you know, James Gunn kind of just dropped the video on and was like, hello, <laughs> let me explain what we're doing pretty much in the DCU, which right off the bat, it's interesting that he continuously called it the DCU, whereas before, what was it called? The DCEU. So I go, he's like, enough of this. I'm not calling it the DCEU. What did I the refuse. E stand for, Jordan? I like can never DC remember. The DC Extended Universe. Extended. It's like they Extended. threw it in there just so it wouldn't be the DCU. You know? Well, we don't want to... It's called <laughs> the MCU. We don't want to say the DCU. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which I feel like the MCU was that was like a that was like a, adorned by the fans, right? It's not something that's like pops up at the beginning of a movie or anything like that. The yeah. MCU, so it's well, it doesn't really matter, does it? But anywho, um, a little preamble for me. I thought this was very interesting. Like first time I saw it, I was like, okay, just listening a bunch of stuff. But upon thinking about it, and then I watched it again. So I was like, James Gunn, I was telling Luke this before before we recorded, but like James Gunn's very different than Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige is very much a businessman. He is extremely careful with what he says. And so when he's talking about our movie, he will pretty much pre-select something very yeah. concise and will not like generally reveal much. Very, yeah, very political with uh, how he words upcoming projects. James Gunn just kind of off the cuff <laughs> with editing, of course, but st standing in front of a camera talking about upcoming projects. He reveals a lot. I'm not saying he spoils his movies or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, for movies that are coming out this far in advance, I'm surprised by how much we know, kind of. You know what I mean? With some of these. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's good for us because I think there's a lot... Uh, to kind of talk about here with e with each one, it's like kind of like, huh? Yeah. Like I I actually wrote things down. I like watched it again, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna write a few things down because he uses some choice words and choice phrases that I'm like, mm -hmm. that's interesting. Uh, and and but because he's saying it off the cuff in a non Kevin Feige kind of way, I it makes me think how. Sincere is it? Not sincere. That's not the word I'm looking for. But like, how much is that going to be? And we'll kind of, I guess, talk about that as we go through them. But um, what what did you overall like? What did you think of this video? What, what like how he dropped it and how he was just standing in front of a camera, just kind of being like, "Now there's this and this." I I mean I I loved it honestly. It's it's kind of what I've been talking on this podcast. So we had, Jordan and I had a podcast before this. Back in, I think we started it in 2014, um, called MTG, Movies, TV, Games. Um, it, 
is no longer existent. You can't look it up because servers have gone dark. But even back then, I remember, you know, we we talked about this Marvel vs. DC thing because we've been doing it now for almost 10 years because there's just been problems for a long time. Jeez. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, and I just, I finally feel like it just feels like the ball is rolling finally at DC. And, you know, things are... Things are getting, you know, axed that maybe didn't need to be axed. But I think of it as, like, if I went out into my backyard and was like, I'm going to clean out my shed. You know, what do you start with? You know, if you have a shed that's just full of stuff, what do you do? Take everything out. You know, it's the only way to start, to clean a shed, to clean house, to... (laughs) reorganize a movie franchise or you know universe you take everything out and then you look at what you have and then you examine how you want to reorganize it when you put it back into the shed and i feel like that's exactly what he's doing here and right it takes somebody who's willing to do that who cares who reads comics every day that was something that kind of hit me when i was looking through his instagram like i don't know it was a couple weeks ago he like posted up and was like this is my morning and it's like had his comic had his coffee and I was just like, you know, that's, that's the guy that needs to lead this kind of thing. Um, it needs to be a nerd like that, that cares about this kind of stuff. Um, that, mm. you know, this is, Hollywood is so full of people that love to make movies or TV shows. But I think a lot of those people have interests in so many places that they don't really have. They're not, concentrated if that makes any sense and i feel like james gunn is one of those few people who does have that he he has interests in other areas but he's kind of turned himself into more of a specialist when it comes to comic books you know he's the guy you come to who who is an authority on all the characters throughout all the years marvel and dc and he may not know them all but he probably knows pretty close to all of them, or at least knows something about them and is willing to go in, go into the back catalog and read about it. And that's what I felt like shined through in this video here. You know, it wasn't perfect or anything. I just felt like it was, it was the restart that DC needed. And right. it excited me for it. You know, I don't, I don't know that I'm going to love all these movies. I'm going to love all these TV shows, but it at least gave me hope that it's like, okay, there's, there's some real effort going on there. That's going to, produce things that I think will be much more interesting and much easier to be a fan of than what we've had before, which, which really is this like Frankenstein monster of movies. That's just, it feels like a bunch of people got into a room and are just like, this is something that might be interesting to the (laughs) kids. And instead it's like James Gunn's like, no, this is, this is the, this is what we're drawing from. I've read these comics. And so now I'm going to go out and I'm going to find somebody to make, the vision of this that I see. And like you said, it's different than Kevin Feige, but I do feel like there is a lot of similarities to it. Just difference in styles. Yeah, Um, definitely. So it's really good. I I think I can say confidently. Now we talked about this months ago when, when the news came out that um, Peter and, and, and James were taking over the, the new DC studios. We talked about, you know, this is what they've been needing. You know, we'll see how it goes. And I will say, I, c- I think we can finally rest assured that it is in good hands and it is headed in the direction that it needs to, whether it'll right. work or not, we'll still see, but it is, there's vision there. There's, there's, there's a clear mind, a clear goal. We're on a path, you know, we'll see how that path goes. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So that's and how I feel in a, in a long <laughs> meandering. <laughs> no, it's way. important that we kind of frame this as far as like how we're feeling going into this. And I do like uh, we can kind of, you know, get into it and like kind of go. What did he say? during this like what what's coming what's coming down the pipeline what did he say about it and so like first of all i mean he did like the fact that he's acknowledging so bluntly how the dc um universe or dceu or whatever has been a mess it's uh it's it's something you don't get a lot there's a lot of times where you know someone will just kind of sweep what's wrong under the rug and like try to you know happy talk your way to the future, but not acknowledge like what's been going wrong. And, and so you kind of have the idea of, well, are they going to, do they know what was the problem? <laughs> and yeah. so did he ever say that? Right. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, he kind of started by being like, yeah, it's been disjointed and now it's going to be a lot clearer. He said that what we'll have our DC, uh, you and what is not like uh, the Matt Reeves Batman and Todd Phillips Joker will be the Elseworld stories, whereas everything else pretty much. Well, and he also mentioned Teen Titans Go, which I thought was funny. Um, but he said like that everything else will be yeah. in the DCE in the DCU, whether it's movies and TV or games, it will be connected. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it, it's funny because he kind of framed it in, in like two portions. Um, what uh, the first ones of the movies that have already been in, that are already in development and were already kind of there. And he okay, so he used a couple words here, which I thought were interesting. He said that they were lucky that these were like the four the the four movies that they were left with, uh, where they were like they were lucky, and uh, I think uh, I meaning in a way where they didn't disrupt what they're going into too much. I'm curious. And how this is going to work. I really yeah, that's, am. That's hard to understand how that can really work. It, it really is. So the first yeah. one was Shazam. He was saying that like, okay, a few things. He said that he Shazam was kind of always like out there in his own universe, which yeah. I see where he's coming from. I know that that first movie, I feel like it kind of really loosely almost tried to make it seem like it was kind of in that same universe, the way it referenced the other heroes and you'd see like the and like you know Superman shows up at the end of that, but you know even if it wasn't his face, it's the same costume. And so, but at the same time, loose enough to where you can kind of do whatever you want, really. You know, in in actuality, you mm -hmm. know, none of them really show up. And so, he said that, and he said like at the end there, he said it connects very well. And um, I'm curious. In, in, as to what that means I'm curious as to be like okay these movies are, are we going to get into a point where it's like these movies are harmless we'll release them and still be able to move on from them or these are characters we're going to see in the future moving forward that their stories that we're seeing here are going to connect to these future movies it's something that that is something I'm not 100% clear on um but we'll see. I mean, like he said, it connects very well. That that's what stuck out to me. Which I'm like, that's gonna connect. Yeah. To what? To, to what? To what? Yeah. He said it connects very well. And again, that's not something where I'm like, he said it, and I'm like taking too much stock in his words. That's the thing because a Kevin Feige, if he, if it didn't connect to the universe, he would not say it. But you know, I'm not sure if like James Gunn would say, oh, it connects very well, to mean like. 
we could still release it and it doesn't mess with anything or it's legitimately going to connect to these other movies. You know, I I don't know. I don't know, but very interesting for sure. And, uh, then he said, okay, a couple things with the flash. The flash is what's next. First off, he said that he, he loves the movie and it's an amazing superhero movie. So he praised it vehemently out the gate saying that it's going to be a fantastic movie, which I have no evidence to the contrary. I mean, there's a lot of drama surrounding it, but <laughs> yeah, a lot of drama surrounding the know. Ezra Miller, <laughs> but I, I, and I, we yeah, had just, I, I feel like the evidence is to the contrary, but yeah, I mean, we had the briefest of trailers and I don't really things that came before haven't made me like so excited. Right. I'm not crazy about Ezra Miller. As First of all, Flash. you're ripping a character out of the Snyder verse, right? Which is weird. Multiple. I mean, there's going to be, I, I mean, specifically that the flash itself, like you're ripping a character out of the Snyder verse and making a movie. Right. I mean, it's just, it's a weird thing. It really is. Then you're bringing in two Superman or two Batmans. Yep. I don't know what to, I mean, I, I, I can obviously in my mind make up what that's going to look like, but it's just, how's it going to come off? And I, I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird. It's not my Batman, you know, like not my Batman. <laughs> it's not my Batman. And, uh, just put he, Pattinson in there. It's fine. Just put him in. I just know. Do it's, it. Doesn't make sense, but I'd rather him. Never thought I'd say that, but I, I would rather him be in there. It's crazy how far we've come. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Um, it was just a really good movie. It was a really good movie. <laughs> um, and a crazy thing about that is he states explicitly that this movie will reset the DC universe. The Flash, he said that? The Flash, which... That makes sense. I watched it. I just don't remember every word like you are. So, so in yeah. uh, Flashpoint, in the comics, so we had our uh, original... Some event, right? Yeah, DC Universe. And then they reset the universe and went to the new 52 comics line. Flashpoint did that. It literally was like an in Because in-canon. of some event that happened in it? Right. It was like an in-canon reset. Yeah. I, I'm always interested in those. When they do an in-canon revamp or re, you know reboot, kind of like similar how... Uh, Star Trek did it. It was a reboot, but it was in canon because they changed the timeline of the right. original series. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested in that sort of uh, take on kind of rebooting your universe. Yeah. Marvel's playing around with those kind of things right now, right? We'll see yeah. how Ant-Man does. I feel like Ant-Man's a movie that could easily do that. Golly, man. We'll find out in a few weeks. Yep. Jeez Louise. Um, Blue Beetle is what he said was next. He didn't have a lot to say about this one. He said it was it was a good, great movie, um, and he said it was part of D- the DCU. Uh, he, again, he reiterated its place in the DCU, and it's interesting that these two movies come after the universe gets rebooted, apparently. You know, after The Flash... We're getting Blue Beetle and then Aquaman 2, which I felt like he had the littlest to say about. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah, he didn't say much. He he really didn't say much at all about Aquaman 2. But there's been things like kind of in the media talking about how uh, Jason Momoa 
is still going to be in the DCU moving forward or, or whatever. And so I, I don't know what that means. I don't know if he's, he's, he, I don't know if, I don't know if these characters are going to be those characters moving forward into whatever James Gunn's doing next. I have no freaking idea. And I think that might be something that I don't know. We might get a better sense of later, but that's kind of where we're at. He said a lot, but he didn't like make that explicit, even though he made implications. They're like, Oh, this movie connects very well into what we're doing. And if this is part of the DCU, I don't freaking know. Still, I'm not certain that I could say with confidence that anything that was in development before James Gunn took the reins is going to continue forward after this. Yeah. Well, like I said, it, you can see how hard it would be. Yeah. to do that and it's amazing to me how much he is keeping in it really is incredible right i mean i'd be shocked if something like the flash was like you know it's coming straight to vod or something like that i'd be like what <laughs> over scrapping it yeah. entirely batgirl style that would be yeah insane to do that to all these movies because you that's what the justification would be you'd have all these movies to contend with but you got to think like presidents and stuff came to him. We're like, you know, maybe we don't scrap all of them. <laughs> right, right. I have to think that. Maybe you reset after we get some of these things that we've worked so hard on through. Yeah, and, and also it's like, how can you word this in a way where it's like these movies are going to still be useful? These characters are going to be useful moving forward because it's like it, it kind of t- takes the wind out of their sails if they're like these, you know, these movies are coming out, but these characters are kind of de- DOA, like we're, you are not going to see them again. These are their farewell <laughs> tours or whatever, you know, yeah. that kind of takes the wind out of their sails. And so. I don't know. It could be something where we're not going to know until these movies are long out. But I feel like this is the point where he kind of got into like, okay, now this is kind of really where our focus is. I I don't, I don't know, but I have a feeling the first two things that he announced were already in development before he took over. I would imagine, I would imagine he was like already in control of these things. Uh, the first thing he said was Creature Commandos. It's an animated series. It's coming to HBO Max, and it's written. All episodes are going to be written by Gun. On this, I don't know a thing about Creature Commandos. So there's a couple in here that a couple things in here that I don't know anything about, and I'm not going mm-hmm. to make any bones about it. That I have no idea what this is. Um, but I'm sure it's going to be weird. It's an, again an animated series. But the thing I wanted to mention here that I thought was interesting, and it's a thing I like. That um, when you have a character that's in an animated show or a video game or whatever, that character can still appear in live action. And they, yeah. he mentioned if you know the voice actor who plays that character will be that character in the yeah. movies. I like that sort of thing. And I feel like that's good for the actors as well. I mean, yeah. just more work, more money, more ways of like keeping them in their character instead of them having to like hunt around for other jobs. Between, you know, big budget, triple A, you know, action movies. Right. That's good. Got like, you don't get that very often. I feel like that's a unique thing. Uh, It can happen other ways. Like, you know, like the opposite, like, oh, the character from the live action one appeared in the video game or whatever. Like um, how you get, oh, uh, freaking uh, 
Laura, whatever his name is from uh, Star Wars Rogue One, Saul Guerrero. Oh, and now he's appearing yeah. in uh, yeah. Jedi Fallen Order yeah. or whatever. So like, it should always be. Yeah, that's one thing. But you don't have the opposite very often where it starts in animation and then moves to live action. The yeah. recent example I can think of also freaking Star Wars is Boa Katan. That character was in Clone Wars and then just appears in Mandalorian as the same voice actor who plays her in the show. That's that's a cool thing. I like that. Mm-hmm. And so happy to see that moving forward. Um, but then, yeah, again, there's Waller, which this strikes me as Peacemaker Season 2 <laughs> with more of a Amanda Waller focus. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really. Again, that's why I say this is probably already in the works before before this was all, you know, settled with him being the head or the co-head. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Um, and to me, this is where he makes this, the, the cut, the kind of distinction where this is... The one that the true, he said the true beginning of the DCU. He said the big one, which is a uh, Superman legacy. Um, yeah, not, not what I expected. It's for like the title or no, we, not, n- not the story. I expected him to be writing right. An older Superman. So, um, not an old, but older, not, not young. <laughs> right, right. We got. I got a quote here from Saffron. He was interviewed, asked about the Superman um, that they're doing. Um, he said, "It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice in the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness is old-fashioned." And so this is from you know what that is. That is classic, 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 classic Superman. And so. Um, and the image I, I need to point out is uh, is from a comic that I'm a fan of is from Superman All Star is the uh, image that he used for the uh, when he announced it. I mean, I think a lot of times when he does this sort of thing, I, he's a fan of comics. If he's going to use an image from a comic line, it's going to be purposeful it's going to be something like this is what this is like a tone piece this is like the tone we're going for and uh yeah i'm i don't know if they're going to be doing the superman all-star story but as far if that's the tone if that's the tone of it i'm very happy with that i'm extremely happy with that if that's the tone of what we're going for that because that is classic Superman. That is Superman to me. Like when I think of Superman, like yeah, All Star Superman is Superman. That that story, I don't think is something they're going to go with because that's that is kind of like an at the end of his his uh his career, <laughs> Superman, where it's like not mm-hmm. in the middle, not the beginning, at the end, towards the end of his career. Um, but uh. But yeah, that, I'm of course I'm excited about this. This is I'm always hoping for Superman to come back, right? And so I'm yeah, so excited <laughs> for it. But he yeah. gave a date. He gave a freaking date, July 11th, 2005. So that's uh, a little bit over two 2025. Years. 25, yeah. No, sorry. Yeah. Not when uh, <laughs> Superman Returns came out. <laughs> 
2006. I believe we're this far away from 2005. Crazy. You know, I feel like it, it, it for what he said, like it does actually feel to me a little close just due to the fact that he said I'm halfway through writing it and it's coming out in two and a half years. Huh? That's a, you know, I, I feel like I remember when they started filming uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three to when they said they film finished, um, you know, wrapped, you know, finished, finished filming. It was pretty quick. I yeah, say it was like nine months or something. It wasn't wasn't terrible. That being said, it's like we don't have a director, we don't have our cast, we don't have our production team. I feel like uh, that I know of. I'm actually. sure that's already that's that already in the works. Yeah, so. you're right. For all I know, they're they've already auditioned for the thing, and have, they don't have to hold on to, for him to finish the story to start that. Right. That's very no. You're very much right. You're you are correct. They can already pick. They can start picking these people now they can have a short list of directors short list of actors that uh that they're looking at and so yeah i'm this is he's right this is the big one and i'm glad he sees it as the big one this is the big one for me i think this is the big one for a lot of people this is freaking superman for crying out loud let's do this and let's do it right yeah i think uh he's on the right path right uh, the next one he brings up is lanterns. Um, yeah, uh, I read this one. I, I commented to Bethany. I was like, "This this sounds interesting. This sounds like something I might be into." Yeah. The vein of True Detective. I like that idea. Me too. It's got uh, yeah. you know, bring in Hal Jordan and John Stewart, so the two most popular Green Lanterns, um, kind of teaming up and solving a kind of a intergalactic mystery yeah i like that i it it really shows like this is a good example from like superman you know what the the kind of tone that you were saying that that, uh saffron was talking about to then true detective to then swamp thing like these are like (laughs) complete wide swath of uh you know filmmaking tones from very dark to like a dark menacing i don't know mystery idea to to then more of like an uplifting like he is truth justice in the american way and he's kindness to a world that doesn't understand kindness yes so different so which is good i think that's honestly i think that's something marvel could use a little bit more of i think they've only in the recent few years have been dabbling in that world um and i think it's good yeah it makes it to when they when they actually meet up, it does make it more interesting, you know, because like if it feels like it's all part of one piece tonally, it feels like when they meet up, it's less exciting. But if it's like, you know, there's some conflicting tones and they meet up, it's like, ooh, there's some dynamics. I think like Iron Man and then like Captain America, you know, the first Avenger. It's like, yeah, those movies tonally found very, very similar even though they're different, different directors, like they just, you know, you can see how they went together. Oh, definitely. Yeah. This could be Same a strength. Thor. Thor's yeah. another one. Like, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> this, could, this could be a strength of, uh, of the DCU moving forward. It could be something where they might have a one up on Marvel. Eventually it could, it could, this I'll talk about it a little bit later, but yeah. Um, Lanterns sounds great. It's going to be a show. 
And um, this will, uh, he, he did mention that the mystery or whatever they solve will have implications that will tie into the larger uh, DCU. Um, golly, man, this one I don't know a thing about, The Authority. So this is going to be a film, and, he, and, D, and uh, James Gunn described it as his passion project. And so, I mean, not, not too surprising here. One of the lesser known things like the authority yeah. he is uh, passionate about. And uh, yeah, I don't know much about this. It's just an, a new superhero team who are, who have different ideas as to how to bring uh, peace to the world. I don't know a thing about it. Some, some, with some of these things like the authority, I'm kind of questioning whether or not I want to actually dig into a little bit of the source material before the movie comes out. Or if I just want to, you know, see it as it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't really know what I want to do yet, but sounds cool yeah it does sound cool i'm all about superhero teams um this was a surprise to me that for him announcing this for whatever reason surprised me batman the brave and the bold mm -hmm. I, I was just taken aback I, I did not know we were going to get a batman this soon uh, you know what a dcu batman because obviously they're going to continue with the matt reeves batman <laughs> they announced when the next one's coming out also in 2025 yeah which is a big deal. Part two is what it's called. Um, but yeah, um, this sounds awesome. Like I've been, I've talked about this for a while, how I want to see Robin. I'm sick of there not being a Robin in live action. Yeah. And reason is, cause it's hard to do. It's like he's just ignored. <laughs> he's just ignored completely or he's dead already, or he's yeah. just a completely different character. And he's who shows up at the end of the trilogy. I'll, uh, you know, Joseph Gordon Lovett. Um, and so, yeah. That's a nice name, Robin. So stupid. <laughs> so cheesy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I think, you know, you know the, Robin's hard to do. He's tougher to do now. Movies are more grounded. It's, it's especially like Dick Grayson. It's hard to have like, okay, so he's a kid and he was a... It was a circus star or a trapeze artist or whatever, and then his family died. You know, that's tough to do. But Damon Wayne, he has like an edge to him that makes makes it make more sense. It's not Batman picking a kid off the street. It's uh one, his son, which is a good dynamic, and he's raised yeah. as an assassin. So that makes it a little bit more believable having this kid on by yeah. Batman's side. I like the his son thing. It's, it makes it so much more meaningful than just like this poor kid needs an upbringing. He needs a right. hero. <laughs> like I found this kid in the picking yeah. pockets or whatever. You know, it's yeah. Yeah, this is th th this makes sense. You know, a lot of people have their quibbles with a uh, Damian Wayne as a as a character, but I know I think this is the right choice. But this is going to be a new version, right? I mean, this is you know you can't you can't just read the comic and say, oh, well, this is what it's going to be. It's like, no. The comic is always a skeleton. Yeah. It's always a skeleton for what's going to happen. They have creative freedom. At least they should. I feel like they should always yes. feel like they can do what they want to do with characters. I mean, there's no rules. <laughs> you know? like Right. Just do what you want. Take stories and, and go in the direction you want to go in. Marvel has done that, you know, many times and it hasn't always worked out, but it's fine. Like, you know, try things. It's, it's like, it's good. 
And you know, I, I like the 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 skeleton that this. Forms. Yeah, we'll see how it works. And I kind of like the idea of there being two Batmans going on at once, you know, because there's so many aspects of what Batman is in the comics, and it's hard to do them all in one, you know? It's hard to make him a, a crime fighter, superhero, detective, you know, like a psych, like a weird, like, psychological story. You know, it's hard to do all of it at one. So if they do, if they, you know, when they continue the Matt Reeves and he's the more of the detective brooding type, and this one's more of the the Cape Crusader, uh, more, like, superhero side of things with the Bat family and everything coming into the coming into play, sure. I feel like we haven't gotten that in a long time. So, you know, I'm, I'd be refreshed to see that, you know. Um, but I was surprised. I did, again, I did not expect for, for whatever reason, and call me an idiot to think that they wouldn't want Batman in their universe of DC. Yeah. I'm glad they do. I, I hate it me when too. it's like all this stuff is put off. It's like, you know, we've all got limited time on this earth. I don't want to wait another few years for the Batman movie to come out. I was like, come on, just do it. Let's go. Right. And I like that. It feels like they've put their nose to the grindstone and they've just gotten to work. I skipped one um, on accident. Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost. Sounds cool. I, I like uh, this. Is another example of how it just just a different thing. It's like, and you know, they use these things like Game of Thrones to like say it's going to be like this. But but it's like if you think about it, like all these things that they're comparing it to, whether it's True Detective, Game of Thrones. At least for me, it's like. I like all those things, so mm-hmm. that's cool. If it's if it's anything like that, it sounds like there will be several things that fill out my different interests that all come from the DC universe, and that's never happened in my lifetime. So right. it's, it's cool that that could be something that's true. I, I may not like some of these, but the idea of an all-female Wonder Woman kind of, you know, esque, like, drama, that's that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And Perfect place to do it, right? That mascara, I mean, it's, it's great. Good idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would be very surprised. He didn't mention this, but I'd be very surprised if Diana isn't actually in this. I mean, I mean, he's going to want to bring Wonder Woman in eventually. I know we're all still, like, licking our wounds from uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman 84 or whatever. Yeah. We're all still recovering, yeah. uh, so maybe it's not the time—the best time to bring it up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're, if you're going to do that story, you're going to want to address Diana Prince in some way. If this is how you're going to kind of bring her into the universe as well, while greatly establishing uh, Paradise Island itself, um, yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, I agree. Um, Booster Gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I am excited about this one. <laughs> yeah. Sounds this, a cool idea. Right. Out of everything, I feel like this would be a good time for levity. You know, um I, I you know, the, a lot of people have talked about cuz he um James Gunn is throwing around how he wants to work with Chris Pratt in the DCU. The thing about Booster Gold, 
I would Has he already to... talked about him for this role? No, absolutely not. This is okay. all like speculation. Because he would yeah, obviously he would make be, a good Booster Gold. He would be a good Gold. character, though. He'd yeah, be, yeah. yeah, he'd be perfect for Booster Gold. Yeah. But I, I would hope he wouldn't be too similar to Peter Quill. You know what I mean? <laughs> because yeah, they are hard to know. Nature. I don't know it's, Booster yeah. Gold, so I don't know what his tropes are, right? I don't know what his... He's more ridiculous than Peter Quill, as far as, uh, you I love know... It. Yeah, he's he's more ridiculous <laughs> as far as uh, him trying to insert himself into being a modern superhero as this yeah. knucklehead from the future. Those are some of my favorite type of type of movies. Yeah. superheroes that don't feel like they should be superheroes. That's great, right? And booster like that's Sounds always the like fun thing where he's going to be spinning gold. <laughs> yeah, I like these characters sometimes where they are like these idiots, egotists trying to do more than they should and then yeah. it gets to the point where they have to actually buckle down and do something serious and actually yeah. contribute. Ant-Man is another example. Yes, yeah. absolutely. No idea what he's doing, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Um, this is a film. And um, so this is a take of Supergirl that I'm not familiar with. Of uh, like I'm, I did not I've not read this uh, comic uh, Woman of Tomorrow, so I'm not familiar with a take that she was raised on a chunk of Krypton mm-hmm. and had to like watch her family die. A crazy uh, idea. Yeah, it is. It's wild. Yeah, I'm I'm not familiar with that take on Wonder Woman, uh, but it's very a uh, Supergirl. Sorry, but it's super interesting, and uh, yeah. she, the fact that she's more jaded than Superman, mm-hmm. I, I like that dynamic, and uh, yeah. Bring it on. Bring it on. I like Supergirl. So even though it's a different interpretation of Kara that I don't really know, um, I'm still looking forward to seeing it. I, you know, call me nuts. I was actually looking forward to the Supergirl show before it actually, like, you know, happened. And I realized and I what it was. have to let it go, Jordan. Yeah, I, I've let you it have go. to let that I, one go. I, I've let it go, especially now <laughs> that this is coming. I, I'm. He, he describes it as an epic film. And so I'm, yeah. yeah. Bring it on. Uh, it might very come out different. in 2030, but yeah, very different. Good Lord. Yeah. Maybe it's to separate it from uh, <laughs> what that was. Not that I think a lot of people are using Supergirl on CW as an example. I hope not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I hope not too, but you never know, right? Yeah. What sucks for us may be beloved for others. <laughs> We'll see. I mean, you know, we'll see. All these things, you know, there's so much possibility at this point. Absolutely. We're so far off. Um, you know, I, I look forward to seeing how production's going, how casting goes, and uh, yeah, I'll be keeping an eye. This is the podcast tune into. All things DC. You. Yep. And uh, the last thing that he brought up, the cap it all off, was a Swamp Thing. Did he use the words very dark? He said something like that. He's, uh, you know, he said dark. He may have said very dark, but he said it's the, he really, this is the one where he kind of went out of his way to talk about how tonally different it is from everything else, but yeah. still fits into the the DCU. And so. Sounds like a straight up horror movie, just from the way he was kind of talking. Right, right. It's it yeah. interesting. And then superhero world. It, yeah, very interesting. A swamp thing, a protector of the green. 
Um, I, um, yeah, there hasn't been one in live action for a long time since the uh, yeah. late eighties, early nineties, whatever with the, uh, the one I saw as a kid. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, there's the 2019 CW show. Are you kidding? Swamp thing. There was a, there was a show Ten episode. Yeah. Oh my god. Other than that, <laughs> I didn't know about it. <laughs> or if I did, it just went completely under the radar for me. I don't believe it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Holy crap! <laughs> You're that's <laughs> right. I'm looking at the picture now. And, yeah. and it's all coming back to me. I, I didn't watch a, a, a second of it, but I remember hearing good things about it, which is the funny thing. Like now that I'm like remembering it, I remember hearing like <laughs> that it was actually kind of okay, but maybe I'm off base on that one. Maybe it was bull crap. <laughs> it only had 10 episodes. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> Got canceled. But anyways, we're getting a movie. It would have been canceled anyways. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. It would have eventually gotten canceled. James Gunn would have come with his his axe. Yeah, with his axe and giant pair of shears. Um, <laughs> all right, that's it. That's what we have so far, and that's quite a lot, if you ask me. It is, that is yeah. quite a lot. That is, whew, that yeah. That I feel like it's the most we've known about as far as DC stuff, as far as like what's coming down the down the track. It's funny. <sighs> I'm I'm excited. I I think it's cool to have a a roadmap. Right. It's like we cut our DC fandom into being like an all day live stream to being a six minute video. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, that work, that suits us just fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and they don't have to spend as much, so it works for everybody. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. I I think this is uh. This all sounds positive to me. I think there's a good amount of like of stuff that is off the beaten path and stuff that you expect to see and should see, like Batman and Superman, um, and Green Lantern and stuff with things that are just like, whoa, that's you know, the uh, the authority. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that, stuff that's brand new and things that Obviously, James Gunn's passionate about to bring a new superhero team like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's like you guys don't know anything about this. Here I go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll show you. I'll introduce yep. you. I'll show you he something. Did. And he, he did. did. And he's gonna. Um, yeah. Uh, basically, all it is at this point is to just kind of sit back and watch the news trickle in, and as we find out who's playing some of these characters and more dates and who's directing some of it and story stuff to come out. But of course we're going to have to, you know, kind of get through. I don't want to say get through. Geez, that sounds so mean, but in a, in a way we know about this stuff that's coming, you know, with Shazam and flash and Aquaman too. It's all, it's all about just kind of their known commodities that we're not sure how much is going to, <laughs> bear weight you know yeah mm-hmm. it's all exciting it's an yeah. exciting day in superhero world indeed if this has the potential you know we love the mcu and we love what kevin feige has done and it's it's incredible but this, this it has the potential to be just as good or better you know they the characters are incredible if it's all handled correctly it could be insane it could be amazing it could in a yeah. way extend the life of 
of the superhero genre on screen. If there's some superhero fatigue going on, if this creates a new flavor and something new that people like get energized by, it can, you know, extend it even further into something where it's like, yeah, it's, it's all good news for superhero fans. Absolutely. So Luke, want to play a little game? Let's do it. Um, so we played the trailer game is what I'm going to call it last week. And we're going to try again this time. I'm going to do it with superhero movies. And I think one thing I'm going to go ahead and tell you just to make it a little easier for you. I'm going to pull from the top 25 list I found on IMDb of top superhero movies of all time. So thank you. So I'm not racking my brain thinking of Jonah Hex (laughs) or something. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a good one. So, uh, yeah, here we go. I'm going to start it off here. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. (laughs) So we start with a car driving down the road quickly. Uh, It's chasing another car. That car is shooting at the first car. Then there's an accident. Okay, I gotta pause. It's moving too fast. <laughs> okay, so then okay. a lady introduces herself to our main protagonist, and they shake hands. And he introduces himself. She asks, "What do you do for a living?" And they show him uh, doing what he does for a living. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, hmm. What do you do for a living? Oh man. Do you have any questions? Before I continue, okay, we're 25 okay, okay. seconds in. It's only a minute 21. Uh, it's actually a shorter trailer. All right. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm going to eliminate a few out of... Uh, I'm going to say this is not a Spider-Man movie. Nothing in this, at this time, is making me think it's a Spider-Man movie. Is that a question? <laughs> no, no. Yes or no, right? It's a I leading. It's a leading state. It's a leading statement. Leading statement. <laughs> what do you think, Luke? Uh, what do you think of what I'm I've looking said? Looking into your eyes. <laughs> what that? How does that strike you? <laughs> what I just said. <laughs> you fancy that? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. You want me to continue? Or you yeah, got a continue. Question? Continue. I, I, okay. I want you to continue. So. Now we open on a second scene where there's two men in a, it looks like a tall building, office building. Okay. One man's kind of pointing, talking to the other one. And then it shows, so there's a, in this trailer, it's cut to where it like jumps scenes quite a bit. That same guy that was being talked to, who, I'll go ahead and tell you, he's the, he's the main antagonist of this, uh, of this movie. He then is talking to our first protagonist that was introduced at the beginning of the movie. He says a quick little quip, and now our protagonist is talking to the the first lady back okay. in their room. Now our our pro sorry, this is getting confusing. Our main guy. Okay, I gotta pause it. Main guy is, is interviewing somebody or interrogating somebody with. He's got their shirt like you know. Up, he's got his fist in their shirt, and he's got him in their face, and he's asking them questions. Right, right. I'm gonna go ahead and make a guess. This is Dark Knight. Dang nope. it. Okay. So I was thinking with what I want to explain how what I want like my uh, 
my thought process. I, I didn't really recollect the what do you do for a living line in that movie. I don't really uh-huh. know. Right. I, like and what I thought about was the in the skyscraper. Was it like the like maybe the Joker doing right. like, you know, you remind me of my father, you know, like that sort of right. crap. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's OK. So, no, not Dark Knight. OK. Uh, what do you do for a living? Continue. Continue. Um, OK. There, so there's a uh, newspaper reporter with a recorder in his hand. Let me uh, rewind a little bit so I can see what he asks him. Okay, I can't tell you that. <laughs> that would give away everything. He He's asking a police chief something. And then the next scene, our main character is crashing through a glass ceiling of a building. He falls down. I don't even know how to describe that. So the door of a garage like falls open and then a car drives out and then there's somebody that jumps behind it and starts firing at it as it's driving away. It sounds like now a we Batman have the trailer. Silhouette of a very menacing person that then steps into the light to reveal his face, ah. takes off his hat, he has a pistol. And now we have our main character and the same lady talking. He's got his hand up against the wall. He's got glasses on. All right. Okay. So I think it's a Batman movie. <laughs> Were you <laughs> looking at me like that? <laughs> is it Batman 89? It is. Yes. It's funny because you were saying, I'm thinking Joker in the top. I'm like, right. it is Joker. It is Joker. It's just the wrong it is. Joker. It's just the wrong Joker. Yeah, okay. It's Batman 1989. Yeah, it's Nicholson. Yeah. Okay. And I was thinking of uh, Knox is the, the reporter and then crashing through the ceiling. Come on. Yeah. He's like got his cape and he's like, yeah. And I thought there's the, so much all... you have to like be broad about it because any detail, the, the reporter's like, is there a six foot bat flying around the city? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Lieutenant. And then you said the hat, and I was like, okay, the Joker wears a hat a lot in that movie. So, <laughs> yeah. Good. I do one more. I want yeah, to do please. one more. I, I like want that. You to do. That was I want, good. I want you to do um, Let me see. This is a 30 second trailer. No, I'm oh my play God. This. That's like a, t- a TV spot. Let's see. Uh, two minute trailer. Let's yeah, do this. This is a second, second release trailer. Trailer number two. I have to watch an ad. <laughs> Thank you, IMDb. You're killing our vibe. This is not what the people pay money on uh, our only podcast for. The people pay money? Sweet. <laughs> Instead of feet, it's trailer games. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, here we go. So it opens with a young girl walking um, down the aisle of a uh, convenience store. She's grabbing chips. Now she's grabbing herself a drink, pops it open, trying on sunglasses. I'm sorry, Luke. This is another ad, actually, that you're looking at. This is for a, <laughs> like a, a Seven Up or something. <laughs> the guy who works at the convenience store, it's like, hey, you got to pay for that, you know. She tries to run. He grabs the drink oh, and shoot. chips. She flips him over onto his back. Whoa. Okay. Dang. Her uh, her caretaker says that is not okay. And they leave the store. Okay, 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 okay. Ah, uh, it's and Logan. They have just giving away. It's the Logan. Yep. 
Yes. Yeah, I shouldn't have given you so much detail. So I was like, okay, good wait, job. Wait, wait. Good job, Jordan. Surprised you remember that. I would not remember how the trailer went for Logan. <laughs> no, no, it was just very much almost like, six years ago now. What it was is like trying to piece together what what the plots yeah, are of these yeah, movies. Yeah. Like, okay, there's a girl. She's like watching her the whole movie. Right, right. A yeah. caretaker. Oh, yeah. I should have just said father or something. You wouldn't be wrong. I was being honest. Uh, another one. Did, one more. That did he quick. end up being her father? Is that right? I guess. It's a clone. Close enough. Yeah. I think she calls him Fod Daddy, and he seems accepting of it. So, it's such a good movie. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> yep. That's been the trailer game. Woo! I I have, I I was not stumped like last week. I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. No, it was good. With that the eighty-nine you struggled with, so that's good. I'm I did. I, I, I struggled little, with that one for sure. Little challenge there. Absolutely. And I think I would have. I was at first. I was like, "What in the world? A convenience yeah. store?" I, was, I, I could not even fathom. I was trying to one. pick something a little older because I thought it might be a little more challenging than a new one. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know too much, Jordan. You know too much. I'm a nerd, baby. <laughs> Instead of uh, knowing things about politics or about you know sports, I guess <laughs> I can recollect the, the Logan things. trailer. Yeah, I guess so. Real important stuff. Oh yeah. Anyways, we'll we'll be we'll be here next week. Um we'll doing something. I'm sure something will come up. Maybe uh oh. Kevin Feige will do a response video and he'll yeah. stand oh, in front yeah. of Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, how about this? Like we know all that stuff already, Kevin. Well, do you know who's going to be playing the Fantastic Four? Oh. <laughs> It is crazy. By the time the Superman movie comes out, we'll be contending with uh, the new Avengers movies. Yeah. That's crazy. It's a long way away, though. Feels like it, at least. Your kid will be four at that point. fight this time. Yeah, let's go. Anyways, that'll be it. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. See ya.